The Guardian. Welcome to another episode of Science Weekly. We're continuing to take scientific questions about the coronavirus outbreak and explore them in detail. We would love to keep hearing from you, so please continue to send your questions via a form we've set up. Head over to theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions, all in one word. In today's episode, we'll be looking at something lots of you have been writing in about, diabetes, and whether patients with the condition are at higher risk of developing severe symptoms of COVID-19. We suspect there is altered or reduced effectiveness of the immune system in people with diabetes mellitus, and this is more seen in people with higher blood glucose levels or higher levels of diabetes. This is Dipesh Patel. We're also beginning to think that actually abdominal fat, which is increased in many patients with type 2 diabetes, seems to be a potential for more excess inflammation, and that excess inflammation is seen more commonly in people suffering from a severe illness. Welcome to another episode of Science Weekly. I'm Sarah Bosley. I'm Dr. Depesh Patel. I'm a consultant in diabetes and endocrinology. I'm also an honorary associate professor at UCL. So Depesh, you're currently working on the front line, I believe, helping with the COVID-19 outbreak. Could you tell us a little bit about how the last few weeks have been? So compared to my daytime specialty working, which is mainly outpatient based, we've been assigned to ward work, which is very different. But I must say, one of the most striking things about working on the front line on general medical wards is the fantastic junior doctors that we work with and we have to help us and their levels of dedication. I must say, partly due to them, morale is good and healthy. And we're seeing on a daily basis fantastic examples of, of teamwork, pulling together and focusing on our patients. You're a specialist in diabetes and more broadly endocrinology. Very briefly, could you tell us what is diabetes? So diabetes is a process of a reduction in the body's ability to regulate blood glucose. And this results in elevation of blood glucose uh, that's detectable. And if this is untreated for long periods of time, this can lead to complications such as eye disease, kidney disease, and uh, lower limb amputation. There are broadly two categories of diabetes, sometimes termed type 1 and type 2 diabetes. And type 1 diabetes really corresponds to an insufficient amount of insulin produced by the body, whereas type 2 diabetes uh, is a process where that insulin that's being produced is produced uh, sufficiently, but that insulin has become less effective. Both processes lead to an elevation in blood glucose levels. With your work on the ward, I'm assuming that you're doing all sorts of things and not just diabetes, is that correct? That's right. Uh, we're seeing patients with general medical problems and a lot of patients who are suffering from COVID-19 related issues. So on average, at uh, any given week in our adult inpatients, we would probably have anywhere between 15% to 25% of patients having diabetes mellitus. Uh, at the moment, although we don't have any official data within the hospital or the UK, my feeling is we're seeing more patients than that due to the current COVID-19 pandemic. 
Are there any statistics, in fact, on that for the UK or globally as to the proportion of people with COVID-19 who do have diabetes of one sort or the other? Uh, We're still waiting for the official data from the UK. There are some data that's come out of China and their prevalence of diabetes reportedly has been around 10%. But I guess also the important thing to, to note is it appears that patients with diabetes seem to be susceptible for developing more of a severe type of illness. And it's reported that the risk of death is increased in patients with diabetes. Why do we think that people with diabetes might be more at risk? So this is quite an interesting question that we've all been asking ourselves. We know that people with diabetes are more vulnerable to certain severe respiratory infections. And I guess that's one of the reasons why we offer older patients with diabetes an influenza vaccine every year. We suspect there is altered or reduced effectiveness of the immune system in people with diabetes mellitus. And this is more seen in people with higher blood glucose levels or higher levels of diabetes. We're also beginning to think that actually abdominal fat, which is increased in many patients with type 2 diabetes, seems to be a potential for more excess inflammation. And that excess inflammation is seen more commonly in people suffering from a severe illness. Yes, I've noticed, in fact, that the cases reported on from intensive care uh, have shown up that there is a higher proportion of people with raised BMI. That's exactly right. And that's what we're seeing not only here, but also I've seen some pre-published data from New York showing also the rates of hospitalization being much higher in people who have obesity, but also much higher in people who have more severe grades of obesity. So we, we now know that this is also a signal in terms of vulnerability to both hospitalization and a more severe disease. And that might be linked directly to inflammation. We know that people who have excess amounts of abdominal fat uh, already have a low level of inflammation, more so than people with normal levels of abdominal fat. Does this mean that we're also seeing higher case numbers for people with other metabolic disorders that could lead to hyperglycemia? Usually, these people have an underlying susceptibility to either diabetes or prediabetes, and it's the illness that has unmasked that. We are not seeing it really in cases who do not have any predisposition to diabetes or prediabetes. And some of our listeners, including Mark in Guildford, have written in to ask whether there's a difference between what we're seeing in type 1 and type 2 patients. That's a really interesting question. I don't think we have any official data, but we need to bear in mind that about 90% of all cases of diabetes in the UK are type 2 diabetes. So clearly that's much more common a form. But also patients with type 2 diabetes are older and are more likely to have other comorbidities such as hypertension or heart disease. And we know that they are also seem to be vulnerability factors in patients presenting with a COVID-related illness. It is also felt that a lot of patients who have type 1 diabetes are much younger and maybe they also have a greater level of physiological reserve by the sole fact that they're younger. So I don't think we have any official answers, but certainly locally in my hospital, we're seeing many more cases of the type 2 diabetes rather than type 1 diabetes. 
Is there any chance at all that certain types of medication might be playing a role? I mean, the medication that people with diabetes might be taking. There has been some evolving discussion about a type of medication class called ACE inhibitors. It is thought the COVID-19 virus enters the cell via attaching itself to a receptor that is called the ACE2 receptor. And we think that ACE2 levels may be increased in patients with type 2 diabetes and that certain medications that patients use may also increase levels. However, I must stress this is still theoretical and uh, we just don't have the data to support this and something that's going to be subject to, I think, significant investigation and research in the coming months. There are a terrific number of things we don't know, in fact, aren't there about this? Absolutely. I mean, there are many, many medical fields that are still learning a lot, not just about the virus, but how the virus also impacts on their specialist areas of practice. Other listeners, including Deborah, have asked why diabetes is not currently on the list of most vulnerable conditions. Do you think this needs to be reconsidered? I think uh, to Deborah, that thing, it's a very good question. I am, I guess, slightly surprised that it's not on the list of vulnerable conditions. However, we just simply don't have the data to support this in younger patients. As I said earlier, the majority of patients with type 2 diabetes are one, both older, but also have other associated medical conditions that make them even more vulnerable. So until we have data to support that, it's difficult to advise upon. Is there any advice you'd like to give to those people with diabetes during these times? I think it's important not to worry excessively. It's difficult to, I guess, put in practice, but it's important to check blood glucose levels regularly. And it's best to do the things that we would normally advise our patients to do is to get plenty of sleep, eat a well-balanced diet, drink plenty of water. I would signpost the Diabetes UK website as a wealth of information for patients both COVID-19 related and general sick day rules. The other very good portal of information for this, including YouTube videos for patients, is the European Association for the Study of Diabetes, EASD. Thank you very much for giving us your time, Depeche. And on behalf of all of us at Science Weekly, thank you so much for your clinical work. Thanks for asking me. It's a pleasure. Thanks to Depeche for joining me this week. Diabetes UK are constantly updating their advice for patients. So if you want to find out more, please head over to diabetes.org.uk. We'll also link to both organisations that Depeche mentioned in the episode's description at theguardian.com. We would love to keep hearing from you, so please continue to send your questions via a form we've set up head over to theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions, all in one word. From all of us here at Science Weekly, stay safe, stay inside, and we'll see you soon. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.